Stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. Looking for the perfect way to spend a weekend? The Philadelphia Cat Extravaganza is coming to the Philadelphia Expo Center on December 17th and 18th. At this family friendly event, you'll have the opportunity to get up close and personal with your favorite breeds, watch an amazing lineup of speakers, and witness an international cat competition. WXVU is giving away two tickets to this event. To enter, download the Radio FX app, favorite WXVU, and click Enter Contest. Good, Good luck! luck. Radnor Memorial Libraries, Elves for the Shelves, 5K. And welcome into Sports Takes with Jake here on a, eh, what do you say, frigid Monday night here at Villanova University. And as always, we are coming to you live from the Villanova University here on the Monday before Thanksgiving. And I have a very special co-host today. Ooh. Um, my buddy Zach Tipton is in D.C. for his internship, so I decided to bring in the other member of the duo. When we are still undefeated, folks, so undefeated. Um, so a good buddy of mine from Villanova, Mr. Nick Downing. How you doing tonight, buddy? Thanks for being on. Great, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me on, Jake. Yes, this is it's going to be a wonderful show. It's going to be a lot of comedy coming up. We we, <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good show. Um. But yeah, we are the duo. We are here live. And um, we'll get right into it here. I think uh, we're going to open up here tonight with Villanova basketball. And then we'll go into the World Cup. First time in eight years the United States men's national team is in it. We'll talk about the game today a little bit later on. And then we'll get into college football, our thoughts on the AP poll. And then the NFL from week 11, I believe. Uh, Something like that. And then we'll get into our picks for next week. So... Going to the first the women's side here of the spectrum for Villanova basketball. Um, I'm talking about them first because they actually win games, unlike the men's team. Uh, Oof. I mean, am, am I wrong? <laughs> um, start. <laughs> the women are 4-0, and they uh, came off an interesting, very interesting game uh, last night. Um, they were in Temple. They pulled off a 74-71 thriller over Temple on the road. Um, they are now 2-0 in Big 5 play. Not an easy game here. Segrist basically carried this game. She had 41 points, wow. including 18 in the fourth quarter. Uh, so pretty incredible performance from Maddie Segrist. Uh, I do not like that personally because when we play better teams like Connecticut, Creighton, Seton Hall... Uh, they're going to shut her down. They're not shut her down, but they're going to limit her. They're, she's not going to be able to go for 40 right, You don't against, want to be too reliant on one player. Because it's not going to work. They're going to double her. You're going to need people like Lucy Olsen, Maddie Burke to step up. They need to play. They're going to have to play a little better uh, in this game. But, however, they got the job done here. Um, Temple came out hot in this game. Uh, I think we were down 11 at one point in the third quarter. Um... Villanova went cold in the second quarter, only 1 of 11 on field goals, which is pretty bad. Um, they also had three turnovers. Um, Temple led 36-33 at half, which honestly was not really expected. Temple's not that good in either men's or women's basketball. Uh, I can't be. I guess I really shouldn't be saying that because he kicked our you-know-what um, last or whatever, a week and a half ago. Um, he went at three at halftime, go to the third quarter, Temple goes up eight, um, with Villanova having to call a timeout just two minutes in. 
Um, Temple then took a 12-point lead, their largest of the game. Um, Villanova, the Wildcats, they pulled back. Uh, they got eight straight points to bring it down to three, 52-49. Um, Temple ended the quarter on a nice run. They put five more points up on the board, including a three-pointer with seven seconds remaining, 57-49 after three quarters. The fourth quarter is where things got interesting, and the Maddie Seagrass show came into full blossom. 18 of her 25 points, or 18 of Villanova's 25 points were scored by Seagrass in the fourth quarter, which gave her that total of 41. 16 rebounds for Maddie. Clutch. Um, <laughs> pretty good sum there. Fourth consecutive double-double for Maddie this season. She's one of the best players in the country. Right? Yeah, she was second in the nation last year in scoring. Uh, she just looks absolutely dominant uh, again this season. But like I said, you know, we got to have other people step up. I did a huge feature on Lucy Olsen. She's got to be that second scorer because, uh, like I said, they're going to double Maddie when we get into this Big East play here coming up. Um, and they're going to have to find other ways to score because, you know, it, you can't rely on one person. That's just not going to work. Even in women's basketball, I know it's a little more star driven. You know, you can have like one or two really good players and make it pretty far, but you got, as if you want to really get deep and beat teams like Connecticut, South Carolina, Stanford, you have to have a couple of really good scores. Um, yeah, so Villanova goes up 67 60 or 67 64. We fast forward a little bit. Uh, Villanova calls a timeout. Um, Temple had a few opportunities, couldn't convert. Got Villanova got to line a lot. Um, their f- last five trips uh, down the floor, they got fouled. They got seven of those free throws, so not great. Seven of ten, but good enough. They win 74-71. Uh, now, Nick, they go to Florida, where you were uh, a little bit ago. Uh, oh, yeah. The Gulf Coast Showcase. Um, they will take on Belmont University. I think that should be a win. Friday, November 25th. Then Baylor, St. Louis. Baylor, that is a tough matchup. And even though the men's team's really good, women's team's even better. Uh, so that could be a real good barometer to see where this team is. Honestly, I mean, Princeton was a good win. They were ranked 24th. Uh, we played them on the road about a week and a half ago. Um, that was a good test, and we beat them by 10. Um, but really, we played Marist College. We played Temple, who is not that great, and they kind of took it to us a little bit. And I forget the other game. I think it was – oh, it was Penn, and we killed them by, like, almost 30. So that will be interesting to see because I really want to see how that works out. Um, Great start to the year, though. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, our sports editor, Megan, wrote a really nice piece on, uh, you know, more people people paying attention to women's basketball because they're really good. I mean, I cover them. Uh, they're really good. Um, and I know obviously all the attention goes to the men's team for, uh, you know, a lot of history. reasons, history and, you know, recent they're on TV, too. recent yeah. success, just more exposure, but this women's seems really good. And I hope that they get the kind of the, the like that they deserve. Cause they might be the better team this year to yeah. be honest with you. Cause transitioning out of the men's side, um, we talked extensively last week about the eh, game against Delaware State. <laughs> yeah, nervy. So Delaware State, had, Nick, if you don't know if you know, they had two wins last year. The Hornets, <laughs> they had two wins. Two. Hey, it's it's a new year, but two. still, yeah. And Not they impressive. they played. Uh, I've 
bunch of really good friends go to Immaculata, so I, I, I like the school. But that's who they played before Villanova. And Immaculata is not Villanova. Small, very small school. Yeah, and uh, I mean they're not the not the mighty Max. <laughs> uh, well, they were in the seventies, but not uh, now. But at least not on the men's side. But um, but yeah, they beat them by like forty, and they came in here and. Almost beat us. I mean, that was a little scary. Gave us a run for our money for sure. Yeah, I mean, we, we were down at halftime, missed our first 17 threes of the game. Now we go to Friday night, right? You go to Michigan State. I picked a double-digit loss on Much the Much tougher test. I picked a double-digit loss for Villanova. I did. I, I thought there was no chance. And honestly, for most of this game, it looked like that. Michigan um, State had just beat Kentucky. Yes. Number four team in the country. Yeah, they, and they and they took Gonzaga down in the last second. They lost by a point in, that battle, in the battleship game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're thinking, man, this team's tested. They're at home. Tom Izzo, Hall of Fame coach. You're like, oh, boy, this is going to be a long night. And it looked like that for a while. We were down 16 at one point in the second half. Defense was awful. I covered this game for the Villanova, so actually I'm looking at my article right now. Um, just the first half was awful. I mean, you thought that the Nova defense left a lot of shooters open. They did. They, the closeouts were terrible. Like they would pass the ball around. Um, I'm not. Well, I am going to mention names. Chris Arch could not close out. I mean, there was multiple times where he was just so late on rotations, so late. I mean, guys would be. It was like shooting, shoot, shooting at a shoot around. I mean, they were wide open. But you also applauded Chris Arch. For I did. He played in the second oh, he had a great half. second half. First half, he was awful. Um, but not just him. I mean, uh, there was other guys like that, like, just did not, could not close out. I mean, it was the whole defense, but him and especially. Daniels struggled shooting-wise. Daniels was awful. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later here. But um, goes out of the last play of the game. So we ended up making a really good comeback here. We're down 73-71, 7.1 seconds to go. Little concerned here at the game management because they should have called a timeout a little earlier than this. They had the ball with about 16, 17 seconds to go. Dribble the ball down. You're thinking, going to call a timeout right away. They waited around. It was kind of like it looked disjointed. And uh, kind of that tune said some four-letter words when he got to the sideline of the players because uh, he was not happy. And I, I, don't, I agree with them. I mean, they wasted like three to four seconds they could have had to, to inbound the ball. So 7.1 to go, down to Arch is inbounding it. Now, I don't really understand what this play was. So they get the ball to Daniels, okay? He's, like, pretty close to Arch. Uh, if you're watching the game, you know what I'm talking about. They Daniels gets the ball, dribbles around the three-point line into the left, kind of, like, left elbow area of the three-point line, and he's trapped. Two guys are on him, and there's, like, a couple seconds ago, so you're like, well, this isn't going to work. Dixon's standing behind him. Now, he had a great game. He had 24 points, 9-13 from the field. Flipped it back to the Dixon. Dixon had a contested three from like five feet beyond the three-point line. Uh, clanked off the rim, and that was that. And the Spartans win by two. Um, I'm not too sure why. If you're going to make it for Caleb, why wouldn't he just try to drive in? Because you're only down two. You're not down three. You're down two. You mm-hmm. could have got a two there. You yeah. tied it. I don't know what are your thoughts. I know you didn't watch it, but like just me describe that last play. What would, what would you have done? You're seven seconds ago. You have down two. Daniels, you know, struggled big time. He was 4 14 from the field. Yeah, one I of think eight you try three. to get a higher percentage look to tie the game. But do you try to get to Dixon instead of Daniels? Because Dixon had a great game. Yeah, probably you want to feed the hot hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know we lost the game, and obviously like people are pretty upset about that. But after Temple, and then, as you said, being down 16 in, in the second half? Yeah, second half. Yeah. 
would you give any credit to the team for kind of rallying and oh, no, I give, almost I give, coming back? Yeah, I give credit to them, but I I give a lot of credit to them. I mean, they were down and out. Um, and that, that's just a testament to the culture and you know them being able to stay the course and you know generating a comeback. But at the end of the day, it's still lost. Yeah, um, I know. But, but here's my thing: Do you expect? Did you expect Nova to be four zero after no, the first? No, games? Chance, no Like new coach. This is kind of expected. Jay Wright's honestly. gone. I think you know. Obviously, more, so there's some big, yeah, there's some big injuries. But that's that's not really because people have injuries. But like, right? Um, I mean, the Temple loss is probably pretty inexcusable, and the, the Delaware State struggle. The glaring but. thing for me is that no one has stepped up to be true point guard that's what's concerning to me because we've had that for years you go back to ryan arch brunson gillespie phil booth do you think more would run point if he was healthy yeah he's i think he'll be that guy but he's not gonna be back till like december january and we don't know he might he's probably really rusty i mean because he hasn't played i mean there's difference between practicing and playing or two different things so what do you think do you think armstrong could rise to the occasion Possibly, but he's young. He's young That's the yeah. problem. He's young. Um, I really thought I was really hoping Daniels would be that guy, but it doesn't seem like he's gonna be. And Slater's just not an offensive weapon. He's a defensive specialist that can sometimes mm-hmm. shoot. And Arch is just not. You're he, not. If he was better, if he was better, but he's just not. Con- not consistent. Just enough. not 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 consistent enough. Um, but yeah, Dixon twenty four points, nine of thirteen from the floor, three of three from the line. Um, he played really well. Slater, sixteen points, five of nine from the floor, five of five from the line. Like I said with Daniels, he had thirteen points. We had four of fourteen from the field, one of eight from three, four of seven from the line. Very uncharacteristic of Daniels. But like I said, and Nick kind of mentioned this, Arch played a lot better in the second half. Uh, he came out of halftime, actually drove in, got fouled, which we no, I don't think I've really ever seen from him. You know, went in, got foul, got contact, made both free throws, took two charges, the fifteen and five minute or fifteen and fifteen thirty four and six oh one. That's a culture mark. right there. Yeah, that that's hype. Um, and then he set up a nice layup by Slater with nice bounce back, bounce pass through traffic on a, a transition play. He also made a three earlier in the half, so he had six points, four assists, considering he basically did nothing in the first half. So. I did give him a lot of credit in this article because I think he did play really well in the second half. Um, Spartans just too good, though. 13 of 25 from three. 28 of 54 overall, just over 50%. 51.9% from the field. Uh, Tyson Walker is their big guy. 22 points. 9 of 14 from the field. 3 of 6 from deep. Uh, former Marquette forward Joey Hauser. Uh, he had 13. 5 of 7 from the field. 3 of 4 from deep. A.J. Hoggard, 13, 10 assists, 8 boards. And then uh, Malik Hall at 12. Um, Michigan State only attempted 6 free throws in this game, but it's just because they kept having wide-open threes, so there's no point in driving. Um, Villanova's 3-point shooting, again, a cause for concern after going 2 of 7 against Temple. Like I said, they were 0 for 17 against Delaware State until they started making a, f- a few. Uh, in this game, they were 8 for 29, which is only 27.6%. The second half, they were 6 of 16, which is a respectable 37.5. Um, they were only 2 of 13 in the first half, which is a 15.4% clip. 
That's just not going to get it done. Hard not, to win games when you shoot that poorly. From and three. plus the MO for Villanova basketball is uh, live or die by the three. Yeah, so, I mean, sure. they're not making threes. They're not going to win. That's kind of the end of the end of the day. Michigan State in the first half, eight, eight of 14 from three. And they were 13 of 27 overall. I mean, that's part of the reason they got that big lead. Yeah, they were up big. Now, Nick, I know now we're looking ahead to PK-85 Invitational next week in Portland, Oregon. They have Iowa State, or we have a Iowa State on Thanksgiving Day, 3.30. What are your thoughts on that game? Uh, definitely a big game. I think it's going to be another tricky one. And like you said, we're coming off a tough loss. Yeah. But, I mean, I think you never know. I think we could rebound for sure. What are you thinking? Now, this is hilarious. So I have this in my preview article, which will come out in the next couple of days. Iowa State has faced the stiff competition of, get this, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, so it's I-U-P-U-I, North Carolina A&T State University, and Milwaukee. Those are the three opponents they've had so we'll far. We'll be their stiffest competition for sure. Um, they're a solid team, though. They have a lot of they have four guys in double figures, a couple guys that came in from St. Bonaventure that are pretty good. So it's going to be I, a tough game. Is it a must win? I mean, that would be, it's, what, three losses in a row for it's us? It's close. I mean, you go two and three, then you'd have to face – well, you'd face Portland probably after that. If they beat Iowa State, then you got to face number one North Carolina, yeah. which that's probably most likely now. <laughs> I mean, let's <laughs> be honest. You're not going to give us any – any chance? I mean, there's always a chance, but I mean, let's be honest. North Carolina is just better than us right now. I, I would think, right? I yeah, mean, I think so. Um, Definitely. They're more they, talented. They lose. You play Portland, the Pilots of Portland. You probably beat them. I would hope. Um, mm, yeah. And then you have a third game against uh, TBD opponents. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, I feel like they sh- they should beat Iowa State. Just considering they've played absolutely, they've basically played three high school teams. Yeah. So um, it's kind of hard to know what Iowa State is at this yeah, point. Yeah, because I mean they've played. We're gonna learn on Thursday. Nobody. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of shocked that they have like that's a and even looking ahead at their schedule, they have such a soft schedule. Like, it's ridiculous. Like they're playing like nobody until right. like conference. Like literally I mean, nobody. Yeah. The committee doesn't look. On that. No, like you got to, especially in college basketball. I could see college football maybe meandering your way, but college basketball, you got to have some marquee games. Like, for you sure. know, like we're playing Michigan State, we're playing Oklahoma. I mean, it hurts up. in football too. To not have it does hurt wins. in football too, but it's a little more accepted. You know. Yeah, we'll get not, into that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I I hate the cupcake games in college football, but yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And we have our resident expert in here on the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Because uh, honestly, get into you it. have way more knowledge on it than I do. So we're going to talk all World Cup here in Qatar. Uh-huh. Um, U.S., I don't know if you were watching today, 1-1 draw with Wales. Kind of disappointing. I think it's actually very disappointing. Super but, disappointing. Um, we'll get to that after the break. Sports takes your take 89.1, the roar. Stay tuned. The life of a college student can get busy and overwhelming. You have exams to study for, papers to write, internships and jobs to apply for, and co-curriculars. However, it is so important to take a step back and practice self-care to calm your anxiety. According to Thrive 365, a portal from the Office of Health Promotion, 
you should make time for things you enjoy, like listening to music and spending time with friends. You can also try recentering techniques like yoga or meditation to promote relaxation. Learning what triggers your anxiety is key to preventing it. Make sure to set boundaries and celebrate your small successes. Give yourself some love. If you'd like more ways on how to reduce and prevent anxiety, visit thrive365.villanova.edu. This PSA is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU Villanova Radio. And welcome back into Sports Sakes with Jake. And now we get to the World Cup segment, which, you know, it's been a long time coming, Nick. Eight years yep. since the United States last played, which was in Brazil. I believe it was at the round of 16 they got eliminated. Yeah, that's right. 2018, unbelievably didn't even qualify. I don't even know how that happens, but they didn't. Fateful night in Trinidad. Yeah, Trinidad. That's how. <laughs> that was awful. Um uh, the guy uh, who was the guy on ESPN? I remember to this Taylor day. Taylor Yeah, he's like, yeah. "What are we even doing?" Yeah, great rant. That was hilarious. Uh, I remember watching that. And now, 2022, we see the first game for the United States men's national team, the World Cup in eight years. They take on Wales. Uh, they go up one nil in the 36 minute. Yeah. Uh, you know they had uh, after completely dominating. Oh yeah, I mean the first half. It I was mean, a tale of two. G- halves. Get into it, Nick. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? No, I just I thought it was a tale of two halves. We come out. I thought we looked. The fact that we're the youngest team in the tournament kind of was By showing. Far, we had like the legs look great, great energy, super crisp passing. We were closing down the ball well. Like it was just total domination. We had the ball for much longer, dominated time oh, yeah. of possession, mm-hmm. and then you get that break. Great run. I mean, who would you rather have running at the defense in the spot that he was in Christian Pulisic? Yeah, like, I mean, Captain and America. Then the pass, yeah, Captain America. The pass is perfect. Great finish from Wea. And then we go into the half up 1-0. And I was kind of hoping, I mean, maybe this is wishful thinking, but we dominated it so thoroughly. I was kind of hoping we'd be up more than one yeah. because you kind of expected Wales to give some pushback. Or you never know, there's, there's some, like, dinky goal in the second half. All of a sudden, it's a 1-1 draw. Mm. Um, and that we didn't get a dinky goal in the second half. We got Wales outplaying us, which was, I thought, Whoa. disappointing. I think part of it was probably the pressing in the first half was so thorough that in the second half, I think part of it was the guys got tired. Um, and also probably just human nature. They knew they were up a goal, and so they're just trying to preserve the lead and weren't really going at it as much as they should have. But obviously really disappointing in the second half. Like, wind out of the sails. Uh, Wales was taking the game to us, which, I mean, obviously they had to, right? They had to get a point off this game. Because if you're Wales, you can't, you, can't yeah. go, you can't take zero off this U.S. with England and Iran still to play. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the second half? Because uh, we watched this game together. for uh, yeah. The duo watched it together for those that and don't know. We did. And we're usually undefeated. And we still are. Not a loss. Yep. To still undefeated. Um yeah, second half, it was, like you said, tail of two halves perfectly. I mean, first half, I mean, even even that ninth minute there with the, the header went off the post, yeah. that could have been a really nice cushion. It yeah. was moments like those I was like, man. Like you could, I could have added on. 2-0 would have been enough, dude. Would have been, yeah, that would have been, uh, I think that would have been insurmountable for Wales. Because yeah. honestly, I mean, we could have held on in that second half. Oh, yeah, but, so we had two goals. But, I mean, there was a big right. mistake. Right, That Zimmerman tackle in the box. Yeah, 87. I minute. mean, 
his back was the the opponent's or the attacker's back was to goal. You, obviously, you don't need to make that tackle. It's a big mistake. Um, mm. But it, you know, you're up two. You, you account for that. So it's a shame. Uh, obviously, I thought the shenanigans at the end of the game was kind of disappointing for the sport to see. I mean, you can't tell me that some people weren't time wasting with all the rolling around, especially that in added time. That got really annoying. Yeah, that got frustrating. And obviously, there's a lot of there was a lot of critique about how the ref officiated the game. Don't think he showered himself in glory with how he officiated the rolling around. Um, that got especially towards the end. It was like every like minute, yeah. like someone was like going down, or like, it, it right. just kept going. It was just was really weird. Yeah. So I mean. If you had if you had told if you had told us that the U.S. was going to get a point off of Wales in the lead up to the World Cup when they were playing disappointing against some opponents and friendlies that they should have beat, you probably would have accepted it. It's just really disappointing after the first half and which was total domination. Mm. And then now the U.S. is going in to the game against England on Friday, 2 p.m. Tune in, yeah, and big, they, I mean, big. how. How the U.S. plays against England and then how Wales plays against England is going to decide the group. Yeah. Because you would ex- – I mean, maybe not, but you would expect both the U.S. and Wales to get a win against Iran, especially with how Iran played today against England. I mean, yeah. they got dominated. I mean, yeah. we you saw 6-2. that game 6-2. Yeah. Um, now it's England, bad. right? I mean, they're, suppo- they're obviously way more talented than – the squad's way more talented than U.S. or Wales. But – yeah. Yeah, I, most people picked Iran to finish fourth in the group. Maybe not. Maybe, you know, somehow, for example, Wales gets a point off England and then they lose to Iran. You never know. Crazy things, crazier things have happened. But you would think going into it that that the U.S. and Wales to try to get out of this group have got to to play well against England and probably whichever team plays better will make it out. What do you realistically? What do you think the result will be on Friday? I mean, like two, the U.S. The U.S. fan England. in me is like, we can get a point, especially with how well we played. But I like two or three I, one. It depends. Or I mean, nil. it all depends if we play like we did. If we play the whole game like we did in the first ha- first half, which is unrealistic because we're not going to dominate yeah. possession against yeah. England. That would be surprising. I mean, England plays a very defensive style, but I just can't imagine we're going to have the the possession we did against in the first half, like we did in the first half against Wales, um, and especially like. I was. Some people were probably thinking that England could have could have uh, come out slow in this tournament. Uh, I feel like the hype for them was a little bit down, but they showed today that that they're a force to be reckoned with. So honestly, it could just be a matter of controlling the goal differential for for the U.S. and Wales, um, because you know if both teams lose to England and then both teams beat beat Iran, it could come down to whoever lost to England by fewer goals. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the U.S. should be scared at all going into that game. Like, they played well against Wales. They, they, I think they should have taken the three points. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's a couple of stats I see here. Uh, U.S. is undefeated in two World Cup meetings against England, win or draw. Uh, all time, the U.S. is two one and eight against England. Right, uh, and England is unbeaten in the past in the past five meetings, four wins and a draw. Yeah, I mean, I don't know those those stats are interesting, but do they really have any ramifications on Friday's game? Like none of those. I guys, mean, I'm just, just yeah, right, right. That. It's it, no, that's it's a cute storyline. I just I don't know, I don't <laughs> know if it's gonna actually story. matter 
when the game starts, I mean, you know, how many we've only had we what the U.S. has one player that's ever played in a World Cup, DeAndre I Yedlin. Like, I think like two, right? They said like two or three. Yeah, not many. Not um, many. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if history is gonna matter, but I, I don't know I don't know how. What do you think? Do you think the U.S. matches up well against England? I, I just feel like. England is a lot more experienced, right? Yeah. And oh, like, well, they're for just sure. Battle tested. Like, right. We're just and in not 2018, really... they made the semifinals. Did they make the final of the Euros? Like they was... did. They made the final of the Euros. Um, that was like only last year. So. Yeah. Yep. And they they went up a goal early in that final, uh, and then blew it in penalties. But they, yeah, they're they're definitely the way more talented team. They're super deep. Uh, they're one. They're one of the betting favorites to win. So. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just honestly, the the U.S. isn't. It, it some of these underdog games are kind of nice because we can just go in and yes. try to play the best we can. Like today, no the, one's expecting the to the U.S. to take yeah. three points off of England. Like today, the pressure was on the U.S. Today was the pressure was on both teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think more so yeah. on the U.S. Though. I think. Probably. I mean, we saw the fan turnout was. I mean, the the, the American fans were. Yeah. They dominated the stadium. Uh and you know, obviously, there's the pressure of the next World Cup is is in the U.S. Yeah. and this has to be a building World Cup. There's the thought that this has to be the a building World Cup. Well, hence the re, uh, there, hence people are like, people are saying they have such a young team, right? They're yeah. trying to build for totally future. for 2026. Yeah, yeah. What, do you have any concern with Paluzic's health? I know he kind of he looked a little. Iffy uh, there's the a end. couple guys that got banged up. I think McKenney was banged up. Yeah. Um. I, I, unless we hear anything in the coming days, right. I don't think so. Yeah, I thought Brendan Aronson played. Shout out the Philadelphia Union. I thought he played really well in the yeah. in the when he came he on. Did, yeah. So, and actually, I saw this article from ESPN that uh, this guy thinks that that Aronson should start over Pulisic against England. Wow. Yeah, that is a so, hot take. And a big hot take. I don't. Think that's, I don't think they should. Pulisic do did not have a great game today. I mean, he I mean, was like swarmed though. Like he I, was swarmed, and like, he was getting kicked, and yeah. he was getting frustrated. But yeah. I mean, there were a handful of guys that played much better than him. No, I um, agree. And it's it's a little bit unfair because like he's trying to be creative in his position, so it's not always going to work out. He's passes like the main he makes. Guy, right? right. Yeah. And they're yeah exactly. So they're they're going out. The Wales went out of their way to kick him. Uh, there was that moment in the first half. I think it was number five on Wales, just completely pushed Pulisic to the ground. I, know, I don't know how he didn't get a yellow for that. Nothing. Totally disrespectful. But that was kind of. I feel like that was emblematic of like Wales's approach to, to Christian Pulisic. I think he'll rebound. For I mean, it's Pulisic's first World Cup game. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this Black Friday game, Black Friday, two p.m. U.S. versus England. I think it's going to be the biggest. U.S. soccer game in a ever, long time. ever. I think ever. ever. Yeah, I mean for the wow. men's team, for the men's team. Wow, that's a statement. No, I mean just in terms. I would of say ratings, recent memory. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, you'll, I we'll see. We'll see when the ratings come out. But I'm. T- it's like prime time. Uh, obviously, the opponent. You know, the American English culture. And Black Friday. Like, right. There's a lot of exchange. Whole, Black. Yeah. Exactly. Know, yeah. Something to watch. Exactly. Yeah, that'll so. be interesting. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, lead us to our next break. Bottom of the hour, we'll come back. College football. A interesting weekend, yeah. to say the least. A lot least. of upsets. Upsets, close games. Who gets in? We'll yeah. fi- you'll find out next. Sports Takes with Jake, 89.1, The Roar. 
B89.1 The Roar is proud to announce we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day. For the first time in Villanova's history, listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with our now full-time FM signal. University's Christmas tree lighting will be held Friday, December 2nd, coming up pretty soon at 5 p.m. at the Riley Ellipse, as everyone knows it here at the Oreo, as part of Merry Christmas Villanova Week. Additionally, the university's Holiday Village and Night Market will be held on Monday, Monday, December 2nd. Sorry, Monday, December 12th from 3 to 8 p.m. Also at the Oreo, or Rally Ellipse, a.k.a. Oreo. That's what everybody calls it around here. The campus Christmas spirit gets kicked off in style with a concert by the VU Jazz Band. They go hard, as Nick would say. Um, On Wednesday, November 30th at 7 p.m. from the Bel Air Terrace inside the Connolly Center. Find out all the details of Merry Christmas Villanova Week by searching Christmas at Villanova. Again, that's Christmas at Villanova on Villanova.edu. So going back now here to college football. uh, Well, obviously, I think the biggest game of the weekend here was Tennessee getting absolutely destroyed by South Carolina. I might fight you on that, but but keep going. That that USC-UCLA game. That was really good, too. I'm, I'm saying in terms of the rankings true this was the biggest game because honestly in my opinion i said this last week that tennessee would go 11 and 1 they have a very strong case game in my opinion yeah now oh, for sure they're out win I mean, against alabama out. yeah not yeah. only are they out but and their quarterback I mean, that, done. yeah Hooker's hendon done hooker year. that's that's awesome. that injury for you for those who don't know tennessee's quarterback who was in the heisman conversation for sure tore his acl and so he'll be out for the year yeah, he's which dumb. is so crushing because I mean, you love to see these stories where when's the last time Tennessee had a, a year like this? Peyton Manning? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, they're ha- they're having a dream year. They beat Alabama at home. They're, they look like they were going to get in the playoff. they crushed LSU. They crushed LSU. They look like they were going to get in the playoff. And then not only do they get crushed by South Carolina, but they lose their quarterback. Yeah. Um, and I saw some discussion. points. I saw some discussion. Tennessee had to play a conference opponent. And you got teams like Alabama playing Austin P. <laughs> <laughs> and I think LSU played uh, UAB, <laughs> University of Alabama, Alabama, Birmingham. Yeah, like how how is that fair? I mean, I, it's November, you know. Well, he, this is how it works. Alabama and LSU will play a conference opponent like earlier in the year. So mm-hmm. like when Tennessee's playing a cupcake game like week three, Alabama's playing. Like you know how Alabama always does like that yeah. kickoff game against like some other Power Five school. Yeah. They'll do that early in the year. So when they get, like, before the Iron Bowl next week against Auburn, they always play a cupcake game every year. They'll play, like, the Citadel or Mercer or some nut- yeah. Mickey Mouse school. NCAA's got to fix that. It's bad. It's bad, yeah. I mean, or, or the other conferences just need to start doing it because I feel like the Big Ten – Big Ten doesn't do that. They're, they're getting disadvantaged. Yeah. And the, the, their, their teams are super injured. To but, me, I've always loved this, and I, I think I, I listen to Colin Coward sometimes, and I like his philosophy. You do – you have two Power Five games against another conference, so like for Penn State, so you play a Pac-12 opponent and SEC opponent. Then you have ten conference games. Yeah, that's it. There's no like, you know, or if or if you're Penn State, you play like Pittsburgh, like a rivalry game, or Notre Dame or something like that. So no then, cupcake games, basically. No. Yeah, I, I think it's dumb. 
Cause right. Like, well, it. I mean, it gives the smaller schools a chance to to play a bigger opponent. Yeah. I just don't think it yeah. should be happening in, in November. No, that's dumb, man. That's I, well, especially when other teams have to play conf- tough conference games. Yeah. Like Michigan went down to the wire against Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, that's it. And they're tough. And Ohio there. State. They, I don't think anyone expected they, that, but they they really. I mean, they were only up three at one point. Yeah. So late. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Rattler Spencer Rattler, who's been up down all around his career. 438 yards in this game, six touchdowns. Um, Breakout game for him. Yeah, it could really improve his draft stock. He had nine picks, eight touchdowns coming into this game, uh, 198 yards a game only, and he throws for 438 against uh, Tennessee. So that's not really – that's the defense in this game here. 30-37 passing, uh, and he had five carries for 16 yards. And he caught a pass from the Karen Joiner. So he even caught one too. Um used to go obviously used to play at Oklahoma before he transferred. Um South Carolina is the eleventh best offense in the SEC, and there's what, fourteen teams or something like that? I mean, that? in Tennessee's defense, it's really hard to win on the road in Oh, it's football. super hard. Especially in the SEC. Yeah, especially in the SEC. Yeah. But but still, you know, get up sixty three though. Yeah. Um. So that uh takes Tennessee out of them running, obviously. Um. Some other uh big games like Nick mentioned. Uh, we're gonna go to Ohio State and Maryland. Uh, in I believe this is in College Park. Yeah, it was in College Park. Um. Kind of concerning here, Nick. C.J. Stroud has not looked good lately, and he didn't no. look good in this game. They basically leaned on their running game. He was eighteen to thirty, two forty-one, and a touchdown. But luckily, their freshman running back Dallin Hayden, one hundred forty-six yards and three touchdowns in this game. Uh, Waiting about C.J. Stroud doesn't look that great the last yeah, couple and, weeks. Yeah, and if he wants to win the Heisman, he's not exactly surging at the best time. No. But for me, like how he plays this upcoming week. Oh, in huge. the game, the game is honestly like gonna de- be pretty determinant of his season. Because uh, not only because if they lose that game, let's be honest, they're probably not getting in the playoff. You and think? If, it I mean, depends on how other teams do. It, it depends. It depends right. on how other teams do. Right, but they they would be on the back foot. Uh, yeah, going into yeah going into these last couple games because you'd have teams you have teams like USC. They're number five. They're if probably they gonna, went out and then they, they went out. Like, how are they not gonna make it? TCU, if they went out, are yeah. you really going to put Ohio State with a well, loss if over TCU? TCU gets, is undefeated, Big Big Twelve champ they're in. That's right. pretty yeah. evident. Yeah, um, yeah, they didn't look. Ohio State not look good. Michigan last second field goal to beat uh, Illinois. Illinois. Yep, um, which was I kind of expected a close game. Illinois is solid. Well, and yeah. also the Michigan quarterback got hurt. Blake Corum got hurt. I did not know that. Yeah, okay. he got hurt. Um, there's actually a a question big question about whether he's, he's gonna playing. play in the game that's if he doesn't play the that's game yeah the game right well but i mean honestly true you would think that like if well, the michigan quarterback's out completely different game, game exactly michigan leans on the run game so. and they also have somewhat capable backups you know yeah. it's still michigan yeah. um what's going through the scores are georgia 16 to 6 over yeah. kentucky that is not uh, impressive. Not impressive, but also, if you're Georgia, do you really care? Like, you're a defensive team first. You got the win. 
And you know, you'll move road. on to the it was next on the road. one. It was on the road. You'll move on to the next one. TCU barely gets – and I picked Baylor to win this game. I really thought Baylor was going to win this game. They all, they literally had it until the last second. TCU wins 29-28 on the road. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I like to see the TCU story, the Cinderella story for oh, TCU. I just – That's a clutch win. That's it is a clutch, a clutch win. win. But I just – I don't know. I'm not a fan of the Big 12, man. They're just so weak. Well, like, who else in the Big 12 is any good? Texas? <laughs> I mean, seriously, think true, about it. True, And they're not even that great. I, I mean, mean, yeah, Oklahoma SEC, obviously, awful. way better. Big Ten, way better. I'm just saying that, like, like, Oklahoma is awful. Oklahoma State's not that great. Uh, Kansas was good for a hot minute, and they're not good anymore. The only team I can think of as any other good is Texas. That's it. Yeah, true. I mean, it's just a weak conference, especially when Texas and Oklahoma leave next year. It's going to be. Uh, <laughs> right, but, I mean, how much can you fault TCU for their win? No, conference? I'm not faulting. I'm just saying it. They're just, I just feel like they're going to get rolled by Georgia or Michigan or Ohio Maybe, State. but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be in the playoff if they went out, of course. Yeah, if they went out, there's no – I would totally have them in. But I'm just saying, yeah. if they have a loss, they're done. No, opinion. yeah, they're definitely done if they have a loss. Especially teams like LSU. I mean, I know they have two losses, but they're knocking on the door. They're not going to get in with two losses. No. They'd have to be absolute mayhem. But they have game. some big wins. They do have some big Alabama. Wins. Yeah. Alabama, that's a big – and your big game, and I think it was a really big game, USC over UCLA, 48-45. Yeah. No defense, by the way. Really <laughs> – I mean, Pac-12, there's no defense True. in general. USC really relies on, on Caleb Williams, oh, big though. time. <laughs> I mean, he's the reason why they're any good. Yeah. He had a – I mean, obviously, he had a huge game. 503 yards yeah. of total offense, three TDs in this game. I mean, he, he, especially with Hendon Hooker going down, he's moving up the Heisman he's, rankings. He could be for that sure. guy. 32 43, 470, two TDs and a pick. He also ran for 33 yards and a touchdown. Is the second most passing yards by USC quarterback in 92 editions of the Crosstown Showdown. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and especially uh, he raised his stock, his draft stock. Big time. In that game, him and sure. Lincoln Riley. I mean, Lincoln Riley's a offensive heck guru, of a coach. yeah, but really an oh. offensive guru, I think. Yeah, I mean, but USU's in the dumps for a couple of years, and he goes yeah. there and there's number five in the country now, right? Well, they were helped out by the transfer, pool, yes, for big sure. Time. I mean, basically, they took half the Oklahoma team yeah. with them, but yeah, they're only going to get better, I think. USC, um, uh, in the years to come, they'll probably be right there, even UCLA. I mean, Chip Kelly's done a pretty good job there. Um, Tough result for them because they were up at points. Yeah. Um, Could have won that. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 384 yards of total offense, six touchdowns. We had four turnovers, three picks and a fumble, Yeah, which hurts. The pick, Some of the picks were tough. Um, yeah, that gives USC a pretty open route here into – well, they're in the, they're in the Pac-12 championship, which is going to be who they're going to play is – the question um well they gotta and they gotta beat notre dame first to notre dame kind of resurging they're top they're 18 right now yeah they just blanketed i think it was uh boston college yeah killed them in the snow yeah in south rough Bend. um but, so, so at, they can't overlook that game i mean that's a ranked opponent who's oh, yeah. on the rise yeah so now uh, just debate the rankings for a couple minutes here. You got Georgia one. I don't think we. I think we agree with that. I mean, oh, they're yeah. the best team by far for sure. Ohio State two. I think we agree with that, right? Yeah, I mean until Michigan until Saturday. three. Again, I think they're in the right spot. Yep. Depends on Saturday, right? Yep. TCU four. Gotta have them. They're undefeated. They're undefeated. Um, 
USC USC five? five. Yep, a ten and one. They got like you said Notre Dame Saturday night next week. That's gonna be a huge game uh, at home. LSU six. They have A and M, who's just awful. Yeah, and they might. That might be a route. <laughs> Did you see that game on Saturday at Kyle Field? And no, no. AM. Give me the it highlights. It was literally zero. Like, there was like 10 people there. <laughs> and this stadium's huge. It's like bigger than like yeah. a lot of NFL stadiums. station. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. They were playing like some Mickey Mouse school. <laughs> it was literally like 10 people there. It was a joke. And they won by like 10 points. It was awful. Like, they were so bad. Yeah. Um, Alabama 7. And they have the Iron Bowl. Alabama 7 or Clemson 7? Alabama 7. Alabama 7. And they have the Iron Bowl, which... Who knows what happened? That's always a big rivalry game, so you never know what's gonna happen there. Yeah, Clemson eight. They have South Carolina next week. Maybe South Carolina will pull up another big upset. Who knows? Maybe that's like Clemson though. So Clemson like fans that. are probably heated at where they are in the rankings, but I mean, I mean let's be honest. Who, who, who have you beat? Play? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the problem. They don't play anybody. Tennessee nine. So they're down to nine. They got yeah. Vandy. That should be an easy. Yeah, game. I mean, I guess they're just hoping for a good bowl. Yeah, Oregon ten. And they have the Civil War. Oregon is good. That's a good team. They have the Civil War on Saturday. Yeah. Against Oregon State. Oregon State's ranked. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game. First ranked matchup in the Civil War since 2012. And Oregon's coming off that win against Utah. Utah that's an impressive win. Yeah, yeah, 20 to 17. They would have been more competitive against Georgia. Well, they could have beaten Georgia. If they would only have one loss and they were only lost to Georgia. Yeah. They'd be a lot. And that was the game. first game of the year, right? Yeah, they got crushed. Like well, I mean, that's. Three. That's that's a tough schedule. Uh, start yeah. the season Against off with Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> on the basically in like Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Not not great scheduling, I would say. But. Miami Lions eleven. Yeah, fifty five ten win over Rutgers. Yeah, I don't know Penn State. I mean, we've talked about this before. We're both Penn State fans, so maybe we're a little biased. But Very biased. until they get a, a, a ta- more talented quarterback, which will be play. happening next year, five star right. Drower will be starting. They're next not. Year. They don't have a chance to eclipse. Oregon's uh, Ohio State or, or yeah. Michigan. Odrell will be playing next year, so hopefully that'll be because the Sean running Clifford's backs are not good incra- enough. Uh, yeah, the running backs are insane. Yeah, two freshman running backs over 700 yards this season, and the defense isn't isn't too bad. Defense is always good. Yeah, the defense is always solid. Like we always get a lot of first round picks in the yeah. defense, especially solid. on the pass rush. I feel like pass rush secondary. Yeah, um, Sean Clifford just. Not great in this game. Seventeen to twenty six, one hundred fifty seven yards. I mean, I guess they didn't year. really need him year. to do much. I know, but it's been all yeah. year like that, though. No, yeah, he's. I mean, if you look at like Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, we're rolling out Sean Clifford. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect, but the talent gap there, just the performance gap. Just well, that not, too is just yeah. There. But Penn State had three non-offensive touchdowns. They had a hundred yard kickoff return by Nick Singleton. 14-yard scoop and score by Jair Brown and a 70-yard scoop and score, the other one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you analyze this game. It's Rutgers. Uh, I'm analyzing it right now. <laughs> I, I, sorry. I mean, I don't know how much you take from this. Yeah, we blew I out Rutgers. I take that we dominated an inferior opponent. <laughs> there you go. Um, Curtis Jacobs sacked freshman quarterback Gavit. Why? I can't even say his Wimsat. On the fourth play of the second half, Brown picked up a fumble and scored. Um, last time Penn State had a score on offense, defense, and special teams was when? Uh, give me a hint. Recent. That's a Big Ten opponent. Uh, give me the year and team. 
Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I am. Just take a guess. Uh, Ohio State? Yeah, that that would be unlikely considering how good the opponent it's is. It's a more inferior Big Ten team. Okay. Uh, Maryland? You're not going to give me any help here? Uh, inferior? They have, a good, they have a good basketball. Well, they used to have good Northwestern? basketball. Northwestern? Oh, terrible basketball. Illinois? Close. Eyes great. <laughs> Indiana. Yes. The wow. 2017 against Indiana. Um, Can't say I remember that game that well. I, I don't either. I'm just looking at the article on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> I just sound smart. Um, <laughs> K-Chon Allen. Listeners, he's putting me in a hole here. <laughs> I swear I watch Penn State football. No, I, I wouldn't have gone that either. So. <laughs> K-Chon Allen, 117 yards in a score. Um Rutgers only had 167 yards of offense. Um, bah, 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 what else? We got? Oh yeah, and like I said, Singleton and Allen, two the first two freshmen in conference his, conference history to run for at least 700 yards for the same team. And you you'd think Penn State would beat Michigan State? Yeah, next they week. should. Especially yeah, it's at home. This week they should beat them. Yeah, yeah. I would hope. I mean, Michigan State's just not great. Like no. Five and six. They do have a bowl bit on the line, though. If they win, they'd be six and six for right. a bowl. Right. So we better beat them. Yeah, they got a lot to play for. They do. Uh, I Honestly. guess. I mean, we do too. That that'd be a bad loss. Well, yeah, because we we're ten and two. We probably get a New Year's Six bowl. We'd probably be yeah. top ten in the country. Probably yeah, no. That ten mark. That's you know classic Penn State. Yeah, New, New Year's Six, six bowl. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, I'll take it. <laughs> y- yeah, we will take it. I'd it's rather just, be in the top four. Right. But. We're greedy. We'd rather be fighting for a spot in the CFP. Okay, I know a lot of people like trash Penn State, but it's like a, so many programs out there would kill to be routinely in the top 10, top 15 and True. be in a New Year's Six Bowl game pretty much every year. True. I, for me, it's just they gave such a huge contract to Franklin. They and did. has he ever taken us to the CFP? We should have in no. 2016. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. For that sure. was we got BS, there. but But yeah, I don't know. But like, that was a huge deal. And I wouldn't say he's he's turned us around like Harbaugh did. The problem, well, Harbaugh, well, uh, I don't know. I, I, they, Michigan might get better recruits they than do. Penn State. They do. Yeah, they do. for sure. They do. But, um, but I think like, the big thing is, the thing I have to remember, too, is like barely anybody beats Ohio State anyway. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, but like we play them close. Now, I don't, we don't, I know we don't beat them, but we play them very close every year. So, like, that does show promise. And, like, Michigan, again – how many people beat them every year? Not right. many, like one. Right, and we've beaten them in the past. We have beaten for them. sure, recent past. But like, yeah, you're right though. We had to start beating them more consistently, you know, to get into that conversation of being in the top four, you know. Totally. And you have to win the Big Ten Conference, which is so hard to do because you have Michigan and Ohio State yeah. in the same division. We're definitely on the harder side of the Big Ten Conference. And then you got USC yeah. and UCLA coming in next year. Dude, that's gonna be crazy. Like, I don't know how that's gonna that's work, gonna completely okay. shake up. I mean, we're gonna be the best conference. The Big Ten's gonna be the best conference in football. You think? With USC and yeah, UCLA both ranked, you're right. Because you'd have Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Michigan State's usually ranked. With USC, UCLA, Wisconsin's usually ranked. Yeah, that's like eight. And then you have a, a few, few dumpy teams, but not many. Illinois is 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 ranked right. Yeah, now. Illinois is ranked. So I think. I mean, it depends, but that to me sounds like best conference in the country um especially with like the the big name programs sec seems kind of like top heavy for sure you have alabama lsu tennessee yeah ole Ole miss Miss. yeah i mean i don't really i don't florida yeah they're more like middle i'm telling you i think big 10's the the biggest conference starts it's gonna be weird like 
Big so Ten weird. It's like Midwest, you know. Yeah, I mean, like the, the conferences like, are just all like consolidated. It's, just, it's gonna be two big conferences. Literally. Eventually. Yeah. Clemson's gonna join eventually, either yeah. the SEC or Big Ten. Yeah. Notre Dame, well, Notre Dame, I don't. They're a unique case. They're yeah. unique because, like, they're making millions upon millions of dollars from NBC to be independent. So I don't see them moving anytime soon because mm-hmm. why would you? When you're making I, honestly, a ton of money off NBC. What do you think of the um I don't know how long you want to talk about this, but what do you think of the UCLA USC move to the Big Ten? It kind of destroys the Pac twelve. I don't like it. Who cares I, I about the Pac twelve anymore once dumb. they leave? I think it's I I mean, I yeah, like there's it. Utah, Oregon, but Washington, but it's just it's destroyed, yeah. It's really destroyed. Yeah. Cause USC and UCLA are the two like kind of They're brand the biggest names. yeah, they're the biggest brand names for sure. Yeah, that, yeah I, I think it's I, it, I mean it's it's weird. It's gonna be weird because like Penn State's gonna have to go out and play them, or they're gonna have to. It come seems here. like a money weird. grab. It, oh, it is. I mean, it yeah. totally is. Not that's not. It seems it is. Right. I don't even know how logistically that's gonna work. Like you're gonna have to fly to California if you're like a I Penn know. State. I mean, that's a lot it's more weird. travel than going to like Maryland. Yeah, or Indiana. Rutgers. Yeah. Now, quickly before we go to our next segment here, right now, or let's just play hypothetical here. First of all, I think Ohio. I think Ohio State's winning this week. Really? They're Why, at home. Wh- Let me press you on that. Why? Because they're at home. Just because they're at home. That's, that's seriously the only reason. Because like, I just feel like they have such an advantage when in they the play shoe. At home. And plus, I we don't know quarterback wise for Michigan what's going on. I think CJ CJ shot out a bounce back game, and their Ohio State's run game is ridiculously good. Yeah, I mean both teams are banged up yeah. in terms of injuries. Like I was, I was so I guess that's kind of but. I think Ohio It's hard. I mean, Blake Corum's hurt for Michigan. Yeah, that's tough. That's a big loss. And also, like you said, it's so hard to win on the road. Yeah, especially in a Um, game like that. Yeah. So, are you picking Ohio State then, too? My the Penn State fan in me never wants to pick Ohio State. I don't either. I think they should be favored. They are favored. But you never know. Conference game like that. Yeah. Playoff on the line. Who knows? So... Honestly, probably going to be just a battle of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. If Michigan can assert their will and run the ball. Yeah. But if if Ohio State can, you know. So Georgia wins out, they're in. I think they're in regardless. Ohio State wins, I think they're in. Yeah. Even if they lose the Big Ten Championship, I think they're in, which I don't I mean, see. I don't even happen. know how they would. I mean, but that would be a real slip up. For some reason. Yeah. I think Michigan would be hard pressed. If TCU goes undefeated, they're in. Yeah. Just put that out there. If you, USC goes, if USC wins they're in. Out, though if they went out, they're in. They're a Pac-12 champ. They're in. Oh yeah, I think the committee will eat up them being beat, a Pac-12 champ. Because especially would, they're gonna have one loss. They would beat UCLA, Notre Dame, and then who? I don't know. Be Oregon or Oregon? State I don't even know. Yeah, I don't think we know yet. Um, their only loss was to Utah. I think. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, close loss to Utah. That was on the road, I think. Yeah, and I think they would get in. Yeah, I think they're getting in. So if we play that scenario, it'll be Alabama or not Alabama, Georgia one, uh, Ohio State two, TCU three, and then USC four. Potentially, yeah. I think this the game, the game the, this week is a play-in game. Yeah, it is. Essentially, yeah. it's a CFP quarterfinal. Because the problem is with how the Big Ten set up. If Michigan loses this week, they don't play in the Big Ten championship, no. so they Whoever don't have anything else to yeah. show. For their season, yeah. Yeah, which kind of sucks, but... Yeah, well, I mean, that's the works. nature of our conference, having yeah. three big three big teams in the East, and yeah. right now, no big teams Because if West. it were, like, 
all 16 teams are in one like thing, then it would be Ohio right. State and Michigan two straight weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's I don't even know if no one wants to see that. Though. That would be a, that would be. A I mean, that'd cool. be hype, but it would be like kind of weird. It would be it would be kind of like meaningless. Yeah. Uh, one of the I don't know because what would happen is probably they would split, and then it's yeah. like, well, who's the better team? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Probably recency bias would take over at that point. Yeah. So anyway, we'll take a quick break, come back, and NFL rest of the way. We'll talk yesterday's Love games. It. And then we will go into our picks for next week. Keep here. Sports Takes with Jake, 89.1, The Roar. Today feels like any other day. I didn't get any sleep last night. I've been on edge. I snapped at my roommate. I couldn't focus in class, and my body has been tense. It's so draining, but this is what it's like to be a college student, right? This doesn't have to be what it's like to be a college student. According to the American Psychological Association, anxiety is the top presenting concern among college students. What Kayla's describing are common symptoms of anxiety. Insomnia, irritability, restlessness, difficulty focusing, and muscle tension. Some uncommon symptoms include dizziness, indigestion, cold hands and feet, and disassociation. Recognizing these symptoms is the first step. Reach out to someone you trust and know that you are not alone. This PSA is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU Villanova Radio. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake for the last segment. Um, first, we will go to week 11. Uh, we'll go through the games here. So, um, Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football on NBC. Oh, yeah. Sing it. Love Carrie Underwood. Um, you do. I do. Uh, 30 to 27 Chiefs. Vintage Mahomes. Vintage Mahomes Kelsey at the end of the game. Gosh, Again, are they clutch. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Chargers thought? thought they had that game won. When they went I up. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they didn't either. But at least they were optimistic after they went up with, like, yeah. what, a minute and a half? Seventh straight AFC West title already but for the Chiefs. They Domination. Clinched, so I guess they already clinched the playoffs. Oh, effectively clinched. Sorry. It, it's not clinched yet, but it's pretty much locked up. They'll win that. Um, Speaking of domination, Cowboys over Vikings. Wow, that was something wow. else. Scary if 40- you're an Eagles fan. To three. Yeah. In Minnesota. It, against an 8-1 and one team. That defense, the job Dan Seven Quinn's sacks. done. Wow. Yeah. Third play of the game, Parsons, strip sack. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That set the tone. Another team. Oh. Yeah. I love Parsons. Yeah. Penn, Penn Stater. Stater, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Tony Pollard, first Cowboys running back with at least 100 receiving yards and 50 rushing yards in the same game since Emmett Smith in 1993. Yeah. Dak, Dak Prescott, 88% of his passes completed. Brent Maher, 60-yard field goal and the half. Yeah, kicker went off. What Do you think the Vikings are pretenders? Uh, kind of. I mean, I feel like, however, so a lot of, I think it's like, what, six or seven of their games this year have been decided by one score? They have a negative S- point differential. That's not sustainable. Yeah, that's, that's not sustainable. That's like crazy. That- um, but they also beat the Bills. 
So it's not like they have no quality wins. Yeah, uh, they really struggle against win. the NFC East. But <laughs> I, I don't think they're as good as I don't think they're as good as the Cowboys. How could you possibly say that? And they're, I don't think they're as good as the Eagles. Obviously, the Eagles beat Did them earlier in the year. What about them and the Giants? I, I mean, I would Giants take... Giants have to play them, I think. Yeah, I mean, the Giants, I also think they're kind of a pretender. I mean, they just got beat by the Lions. Uh, great football, man. Dayball's done a great job with the Giants. and he'll. Yeah. I mean, he could win Coach of the Year, but they make the playoffs. But Daniel Jones, man, Ooh. I'd say Kirk Cousins over Daniel Jones. Oh, any day. Yeah, so I think... I think Vikings still above Giants. Tough week. That's some clean physical football, man. <laughs> Dude, I love. I was watching that speech all morning, man. He was hyping me up big time. Dan, I love Dan Campbell. He's a freaking yeah. beast. He might be turning that team around. Four the six? offense looks good. I mean, they're not bad. I mean, <laughs> they could take on the Bills this week. Right. I think Jared Goff kind of limits their ceiling. I don't know about that. I feel like he's solid. Uh, yeah. Jamal solid. Williams has been amazing. When he's playing him. well, yeah. Um, Viking. I'll just get to the Vikings here quick. Um, they um, they are the fourth one loss team after Week Ten to lose by at least thirty points in the Super Bowl era. Offense was stagnant. So do you do you know I this not on here, but I, I heard this last night. Guess who has a better point differential than the Vikings? A team that is coached. Well, this is gonna give it away. Coached by a former coach of the Eagles. Ooh, uh, the Chiefs? No. That would be it. No. Oh, Bills? No. <laughs> Give me a hint. Think Super Bowl. Uh, recent Super Bowl? Yeah. Doug. Jaguars? Oh, my gosh. Jaguars have a better point differential than the Vikings. Wow, that's crazy. Year. I mean, just kind of some weird. of that, like, that's somewhat interesting, but also, you know, if you have a game secured, you're not trying to run up the score. But like we said, the Vikings have had so many games decided by one score. So, yeah. Cincinnati ekes out went over Pittsburgh 37-30. Yeah. Burrow looking great. Yeah. If you're Mahomes, you don't want Burrow no. in the playoffs. No. I mean, Burrow's you won't be scared, but he's he's cocky He's playing better than Allen right now, for sure. I think. And, and, have, and better than Lamar. They don't even have uh, Jamar Chase right now. Yeah. Imagine he's he cooking. He's throwing a, like... Samaje P. Ryan. T. Higgins and uh, yeah. what's the other guy's name? I'm Tyler Boyd. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. What do you think of this Pittsburgh Steelers? Three and seven now. Kenny Pickett looking eh. George Pickens is probably their only weapon. I mean, they really. had a, the offense had a Najee decent Harris. game. Not in the second half, but in the first half, they had things moving. I think it's a developmental year for the Steelers. Yeah. They're going to get a good draft pick. Yeah. Um, that'll be big for them. Mm-hmm. It's good to give Pickett some experience. I think at this point the pressure's off. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. No. Um, no. But they got to see what they got. You know, yeah. they, they're able to see what they have with Pickett. Pickens looks like a star, yeah, budding just, star. He dropped a wide-open touchdown yesterday. Though. True, true. That was kind of weird. But also, he's he's made some impressive catches this year. He has. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because it might be Mike Tomlin's first losing season. That's crazy. And the NFL is crazy now. Yeah. Dude. Um, so we'll go through the other games real fast before we go into our picks. Vegas over Denver in overtime, 22-16. Denver offense, just terrible. I mean, that Nathaniel Hackett, he might be getting fired I shortly. Think he, I think he will be. He's a Russell Wilson. Player. This was Russell Wilson-led team. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Javante Adams, though, 7 for four, 141, two TDs, yeah. including a 35-yard walk-off score. He's carrying that offense. I mean, Jacobs is there, too. But, yeah. wow. Yeah, Broncos offense is just bad. 
Yeah. Saints over the Rams, 27-20. Yeah, I mean, nothing too notable from this other than the Rams continue to play poorly. And Stafford is another concussion. Yeah. And Cups hurt. I mean, that yeah, they're, they're hoping going. for a big pick. Oh, wait. They don't have one. They don't have one. That's like <laughs> how many years. Yeah. Um, nice win for the Saints. So, Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Chris Dalton. Chris Olave. Yeah. He's a breakout star. I mean, dude's having a terrific rookie season with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Shout out Chris Olave. Eagles 17 16 over the Colts. Oof. Gritty eek, game. Eek out a win. We're both Eagles fans, so, I mean, our take's probably biased, but Very a win's a win. Yeah, uh, in this game. Um, but that was scary because that's that's not scary. a good that's not a great defense that completely shut us down for three quarters. In the fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts three of five, 38 yards in a TD, eight carries, 49 yards in a TD. Yeah. Hurts and A.J. Brown both fumbles. Yeah. Eagles. I thought, the, I thought the the Brown fumble was a little bit tough. I mean, that punch was that was a special punch yeah, to get that ball out. Yeah, but the Hurts one just tried to extend the play too long. Guy comes up behind, strips him. Yeah, for sure. Um, run defense was after that first drive was pretty solid. Really, Jonathan Taylor in. only had thirty six yards after that first drive. Yeah, and the signings look good. Sue Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, I'm those signings they could had be huge. Seven tackles combined in a sack yesterday. Yeah. The defense played well. Besides literally besides the first drive. Um the offense, I mean, I as as impressive as it was to see what Jalen Hurts winning us a game with solely with his legs, it's also it's also scary. Yeah. You know, cuz what if a team in the playoffs stifles us and we're going to rely on his legs to win us the game in the playoffs? Tough. Yeah, look what happened to Jay, or Justin Fields yesterday. He I didn't realize. Yeah, right. I didn't realize Dallas Goddard is like really a piece to the passing game. He is. They were missing him big time. Yeah, he's no really tight good, end stepped up in that. He's game. a really good blocker too. Yeah, great blocker. So the Eagles, um, they had lost forty-one straight games and trailing by ten or more points going in the fourth quarter. Since you know, the last time they won, they were down by over ten points in the fourth quarter. Uh, was it 2010? Yes. Let's what, go. And what game? Finally, one out of three on these quiz questions. Uh, it was against the Giants. The Miracle of the Meadowlands. Miracle of the Meadowlands. Yeah. With Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Best punt return. That was ridiculous. Ever? That was ridiculous. Um, they're nine and one now. Like you said, Jalen Hurts 15 carries for 87 yards before the kneel down. So that was like sixteen yeah. for what eighty six. Should we should we transition into speaking of great punt returns? That punt return oh, by the man. Patriots guy, basically a walk off for anyone who didn't see it. That was ridiculous. I mean, just a crazy game. It was three three going the into the last time. for the almost the whole game, and then with five seconds left, this kid on the Patriots punt return touchdown. Yeah, that that's they just another 10-3. layer of Jets misery. Yeah. Like, how does that even... Zach Wilson does not look like the answer to me. No. I don't know what you think, Jake. And he's not accountable. I mean, like, no. we I told you that stat 2.77 inches per play in the second half. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then they ask him after the game, so, you know, defense only gave up essentially three points. Are you to blame for this loss? He's like, no. Yeah. Like, that's no. bad. You got you to... I don't think his character is anything uh, too special. No. That's obvious. No. 
Um, yeah, he's not the answer. It's I crazy. mean, he throws a pretty ball, but like crazy he's not to consistent. Think they're six and four with basically an inept yeah. quarterback. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, in his defense, he's had game a couple games this year where he's played well, but yeah. that Patriots defense just shut him down. Quickly, very quickly, because we're getting our picks. Ravens 13-3 over the Panthers. Not much to talk about there. Detroit 31-18 over the Giants. Yeah. Three straight for Detroit now. Yeah. We're playing some pretty clean football, man. Yeah, and if you're the Giants, I mean, you know, you're in a hotly contested division. Yeah, that's a bad loss. You can't be losing to the Lions at home. I'm proud of you guys, man. This is staying the course, man. (laughs) I love that speech. Great. Great. Buffalo 31-23 in Detroit after the six feet of snow in Buffalo. Good a good win, I guess. Yeah. And a good, a good win. Browns um, aren't looking too hot, though. No. Commanders 23-10 over Houston, and Heineke is now the starting quarterback over Wentz. NFC East, best division in football, or is it AFC East? Right now you have to say the NFC East. Yeah. It's kind of I crazy. don't know. It's close. It's close. Atlanta 27-24 over Chicago. Poor Fields, man. He's been so hot, and now it looks like he might be hurt. Yeah. And then some time. on Thursday night, Tennessee 27, Green Bay 17. Kind of surprising. I thought Packers season's over for sure. And then uh, tonight you have San Fran and Cardinals. Cardinals. I think San Fran wins that easily. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, division games, I don't know about easily, but they're, they They'll certainly win. should win. They'll win. Yeah. More um, talented team. And now heading into – Week number 12. 12, yes. Um, we will pick here. We got six minutes, so kind of be rapid fire a little bit. Three games on Thanksgiving, and I think, Nick, they're all very good games. Great slate. Um, and we're going to write down our picks here. Um, Zach and I tied this week, so Zach is now 4 2 and 1, and I am 2 4 and 1. On wow, the he's got you. He does. Barely. Um, there are a couple of weeks where he beat me by one, but it is what it is. Um, Bills Lions, yeah. Go ahead. You can pick while I'm writing. I mean, I like how the Lions are playing recently, but Bills prime time. I'll take Bills. I don't see them losing it. <sighs> Do I go with Detroit though? I I wanted to pick them last week and I didn't. I'm kind of mad I didn't. <sighs> I, I Josh I Allen prime I don't know time. If I, could see I don't know. Them. I just man. don't know if I could see them beating the Bills though. Bills are really good. I'm gonna wait. I gotta think about that pick. I don't okay, know. we'll come. We'll come back. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. Um, here you can read them off. I, yeah, I'm gonna... yeah, yeah. Giants, Cowboys, four thirty Thanksgiving. I'm going with the boys at home. Yeah, I think they're... I think so too. Okay, we both got Dallas. You never know though. Divisional game. Giants are upset they just lost. Yeah, who knows? But I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think you got home, Dallas will win. I don't know how you not pick Dallas. Yeah, and then Patriots Vikings Thursday night. Is that in New England? Um, I think it is. Minnesota is favored by three. I think it's in New England. No, it's at U.S. Bank Stadium. That's the Viking Stadium. I'm going Pats. I'm also. I was also thinking Pats. I, I, um, obviously, I just don't think the Vikings are. Well, and we have a little great. bit. I mean, obviously, they're coming off a tough loss, but that Patriots defense is, is nasty. ridiculous. Yeah, really good. And Bill Belichick is still the best coach. In the and game. they got they got Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris yeah. back. That's a good running Kinda game. Nasty. Yeah, All I'll right. take the upset too. Patriots. Now we got the Sunday slate. Yeah. Who we got? Bucks, Browns, Bucks. Bucks, yeah. There's, I don't see them losing to the. No, the Browns just don't have a lot going for them right now. Yeah. Bengals, Titans. Uh, where is that at? I think it's in Cincinnati. Nissan Stadium. That's in Tennessee. That's in Tennessee. 
But the Bengals are favored. I'm going to take uh, the – oh, man, this is tough. This is a tough game to pick. Uh, I'm going to go Titans, actually. I'm going to take Bengals. I don't think Tannehill have as good a game as he did against the Packers. Okay. Texans-Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, we don't need to say much about that. Bears, Jets. Oh, I'm well. I, I'm going Jets. I don't yeah, field. I don't think Fields is going to be the same. Yeah, I Jets think, should be and Jets upset will, they yeah, lost that last game. Win, Falcons, Commanders, Commanders. Yeah, I I think they're so. Hot. Yeah, uh, Broncos, Panthers. I mean, wow, might be the t- two of the worst teams in the football. Gotta go with Russ. <laughs> yeah. I'll go Broncos by default. Ravens, Jags. That should be Ravens. Where is that at? Is that is that in Baltimore's favored by four. It's at TII Bank Field. I'm going Jags. TIAA, excuse I'm me. I'm going Jags in this game. Wow. Respect I, the upset pick. I think they look Baltimore looked very vulnerable true. last week very against true. a very poor Carolina opponent. Yeah. Jacksonville's better than people give them credit for. True. And I trust Lamar with one. One possession left out over to run something. Okay, you got Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Chargers, Cardinals is next. Chargers. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you're the Chargers, that's a must win. You're yeah. sitting at five and five. Yeah. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC. Yeah. You, I mean, they got to win that. So you're going Chargers? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, Herbert didn't play poorly at, at all last didn't night. Didn't play good. Yeah. Raiders, Seahawks. I mean, I don't know how you pick the Raiders with any sort of faith. Seahawks. Yeah. I think the Seahawks also the Seahawks are coming off a bye too. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. Rams, Chiefs. I mean, this would have been interesting this last year. Been a really good game last now year. Now it's a fourteen and a half line for the Chiefs. KC. I'm I going KC too. We don't even know if Stafford's playing. Right. Play. Yeah, that that's not it could tough. be a joke. And then Saints Niners. Niners. I They're think, way more talent. Yeah, I think the Niners too. I, I really like the Niners defense and it's at home for for San Francisco. And then the Monday game is – oh, sorry. The Sunday night game is – Philly and Green Bay. Philly versus Green Bay. I'm, like, very much tempted to pick Green Bay. Really? But I think – This is coming from an Eagles fan, everyone. I know. But like, I just – Aaron Rodgers is something else. But – Not this season. I know. I just, also, he's throwing – besides Christian Watson, he's throwing uh, no names. Lazard, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Sammy Watkins, who's, like, I guess. 100 years old. I, mean, I think at home, I got to go Philly. I'm going Philly for sure. I mean, yeah, the offense has been bad, and Rodgers is Rodgers. Like, you know, he beat the Cowboys two weeks ago. Yeah. But I don't know. Hopefully our defense steps up, and then Rodgers gets frustrated. And then Monday night, Steelers-Colts. Wow, where's that at? Uh, Indy is favored. It's at Lucas Oil, so it's in Indianapolis. Wow, that's actually like a weird game. I, I think I might actually go Colts. Um, Why? I kind of kind of pull for the Steelers personal reasons. I but, do too, somewhat. Yeah, but Pennsylvania. I don't know, man. Uh, the Colts, even though like they just got beat, ever since Jeff Saturday took over, they've played well. They have. They almost beat the Eagles, and then they beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders by convincingly. Twenty-five twenty. Not necessarily convincing, but. They beat them. Right. They got out to a little bit of a lead. Uh, I don't know. The Steelers, they can't see. They can't buy a win right now. And but they played well last, like, yesterday, though. It's not like they've got. True. But also, it wasn't that close was at the end. I, I I'll know. take I'll take the, uh, I'll take Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. And that defense that looks like it might be on the up, I think they'll frustrate Pickett. 
Not that Matt Ryan's anything special, but at this point in his career. I wow. I'm You also gotta make the you, you wanted me to come back to the Bills. I, do. I have to make I have to do it quick. Uh He's really rocking I'm his torn. brain for this one. Racking his brain. I'm torn. I'm torn on both these games. Um, I picked against Detroit last week. I, uh, I mean, Buffalo's really good, but like it's at home for the Lions, right? That's what I mean. It's at yeah. home. They're winning three straight. Do they make it four? You love their coach. I do love their coach. Run game looked great. Jamal Williams. No. Also, they got the DeAndre Swift, kind of a one-two punch. Oh, you might be talking to me. This. <laughs> Screw! It. I gotta, I gotta make up some ground here. I'm gonna go Detroit. There you go. Yeah, and then Pittsburgh Indy. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like every week I, try, I pick Pittsburgh. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why. I just, I really like Mike Tomlin. Honestly, I do a lot. Yeah, but um, Colts don't Colts have momentum? I mean, I know they just they lost. Do, but kind new coach. I mean, but they're very one dimensional though. Like Matt Ryan's not that good. No, no, he is not. And I feel like Pittsburgh's defense with TJ. Watt. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Yeah, there you go. I'm yeah. banking on Colts defense over, over uh, Pickett. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like. I don't know. You think I'm Pickett's the answer in Pittsburgh or too early? I think he is. It's just like they don't really have much around him. Yeah, I like think he needs, he needs an off season. He needs an off season. Yeah, and like some go over the playbook. I mean, Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Uh, is I, good. I think he's a good player. Yeah, Firemouth is good. Right. Penn Seder. I think their lines get a little better. He was under assault yesterday. Yeah. No. Yeah. The Steelers lines. And the defense. Oh, Segner's a little iffy too. Well, yeah, Minka's been hurt. That 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 I don't think I think the Steelers defense. I mean that's Mike Tomlin's specialty. They'll rebound. Yeah, they'll be all right. Actually. I think they got to sort out Pickett. With Pickett getting a year under his belt, Pickett to Pickens. That's going to be the connection that's, for years yeah, to come, yeah, or will seriously, it? I think it will be. Pickens is special. Yeah, like, I think Pickett showed something, but he's got a lot to improve. I mean, on. they were competitive. I mean, they've been competitive all their games. Like it's not like they're getting blown. I mean, they're like True. they hung right out with the Bengals yesterday. The Bengals like, are are heads and leaps ahead of. Pittsburgh, I think. Oh yeah, way ahead for a long time. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's the end of our show. Thanks to Nick Downing for being on the show. Shout out, we had a great show. I think it was that was a really good show. Um, but yeah, thanks for being on on short notice. Uh, maybe we'll have you on again. I think this will be uh, facts. Fat facts. Shout out my girlfriend Yari for listening to this. Yes, I yeah, just about to mention that the yes. glue the to the glue duo. To the duo. Yes, Yari. Thanks for listening out in Cali. Woo! I wish I was out there. The wedding, wedding. The weather looks seventy amazing. degrees. The weather looks absolutely amazing out there, and it's like we're freezing here. So consider yourself yeah. lucky. Consider yourself lucky. We miss you, Yari. Yeah, and we, we miss love, you. We love you. Yeah, facts. <laughs> the duo loves you. The um, duo loves you. But anyway, uh, we will wrap up with that. Uh, thanks to Nick again for being on the show, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you back here next Monday. Peace. Talk some Bill Nova, NFL, and CFP. Catch you all. Have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll catch you next week. Sports Takes with Jake, 89.1 The Roar. Hey, hon. What you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No. I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo. Do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers.
flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial. Or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. Listen to men's basketball play-by-play of the Villanova Wildcats in the Phil Knight Invitational from Portland, Oregon, right here on The Roar. For as long as the Cats are alive, beginning with the Thanksgiving Day matchup against Iowa State at 3.30, WXVU will have all the action with Patrick Scanlon on the call. V891 The Roar is your home for Villanova sports. From the newsroom, this is WXVU News Director Gabrielle Rafool with your weekly Mainline News Minute. On Saturday, November 19th, the Christmas Village will be open from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at 230 Penswood Road in Bryn Mawr. All are welcome to enjoy an outdoor European-style Christmas village with sparkling lights, delicious food, festive live music, and a variety of select vendor booths to begin Christmas shopping. There will be an exciting selection of vendors, including Children's Book World of Haverford, Painted Sky Alpaca Farm and Fiber, Fairhope Graphics, Kendra Scott Jewelers, the WW Collection, Bridget Rose Fine Stationery and Designs, and the Sweet Trading Cove Narbeth. The Jules Pizza Truck will be on site and selling food and refreshments. Note that a portion of all proceeds from the village will go to Redeemer's outreach effort, benefiting community organizations addressing social needs. In other news, Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bar at 555 Lancaster Ave is offering a special three-course meal or Thanksgiving Day meal featuring herb roasted turkey, filet mignon, or prime bone ribeye. It includes all the Thanksgiving fixings and dessert. Cost is 57 for adults and 25 for children. Reservations are available online or by calling 610-688-9463. Founding Farmers in King of Prussia Town Center is already preparing for a special Thanksgiving takeout and dining in experience. On Thursday, November 10th, the restaurant began taking pre-orders for heat and eat takeout and reservations for in-house dining. The restaurant is also offering a special Thanksgiving price fixed menu from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursday, November 24th. Reservations are available online or by calling 484-808-4008. From the newsroom, this is WXVU News Director Gabrielle Raffoul with your weekly Mainline News Minute. The Villanova Tech Zone is a free resource for helping students, faculty, and staff troubleshoot their technological needs. Contact the Tech Zone at 610-519-7777, chat with them online, or visit their law school, Falvey Library, or New Commons offices. For more information, visit unit.villanova.edu. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov meth. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. 
Clear tonight, down to 29. We'll see sunshine for your Tuesday, a high of 49 degrees. And sunny Wednesday, a high of 52. It's the very best in smooth jazz. You're listening to Lights Out Villanova on V891, The Roar.